go. Episode 51 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I am Michael Merlo. Joined by me, I have JM on Zoom. JM, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing great. Uh, back in the old office, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm a little, little more energetic than usual for 1030, so let's do this. Yeah, I'm very excited for this episode. There's a lot to get to. Obviously, we just finished up Super Wild Card Weekend, which was very mid. Uh, yeah, mid. I mean, there was so much excitement, so much hype, and the games just were not that great. It was un- I was going to say the word I was going to use was underwhelming. Yeah, because of, you know, I-, I think that's a perfect word to describe it. But, you know, we did get a couple of good games. We had um, the Raiders game, the Raiders Bengals game. And we also had the 49ers Cowboys game, which was good. But now it's it's already Thursday. We're coming up. You know, you're going to hear this on Friday. We're already set for the divisional round. And we're going to get to those games in just a little bit. Lots of rumors flowing around coaches, GMs. Um, you know, I do want to start with, you know, them boys or them boys, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, oh, who, yeah. in my opinion, are, are lost right now. And, you know, they, listen, they spent a lot of money on a quarterback and they have a very good roster and they spent a lot of money on that roster and they just have not produced the way they want them to. The quarterback did not produce in a big time game. But my biggest gripe, I think that's the right word, my biggest issue right now with the team is the head coach and the fact that they gave him a vote of confidence saying they're keeping him. I would get rid of Mike McCarthy, and I want to start there. Yeah, um, I mean, I think everything you said was pretty accurate. Um, You know, this team has been that good on paper team for a while now. And, uh, you know, things were kind of going their way this year, it seemed. They were running away with the NFC East. And, you know, at one point, we were even flirting with the one seed in the AFC, uh, in the NFC. But, yeah, at the end of the day, coaching can only take you so far. Bad coaching can only take you so far. And that's what happened with Mike McCarthy. I mean, the QB draw, let's start off with that. Um, I think it's pretty well known around the NFL. What is it? 17 seconds is the threshold, usually, if you have no timeouts. And you want to do a run play to get down? Or I didn't know that. Just something like right around there to spike the ball and still be able to run another play. And he did it with 14 seconds. Um, and you know, I think that by the time Dak spiked the ball, it was like 16 seconds later. So time was already ran out and then some. Um, but listen, the hiring was questionable in the first place. I still question it, and I'm gonna question it until the guy leaves. To be honest with you, because. His time ran out in Green Bay, and I think rightfully so. You know, uh, I think he kind of got caught up in his own ways. And, you know, we make jokes. We say Mike McCarthy moment, but it kind of is true. He He's had very questionable time management decisions, play calling, which I know doesn't completely lie on him, but it has a big deal to do with him. And I just don't think that he's the right coach who should be coaching the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we talk about different coaches, talk about Kyle Shanahan. He is one of the great young offensive minds in the game. But when it comes to, you know, even, you know, sometimes play calling in certain situations or game management or clock management, he is not the greatest, but you keep him around because he is just fantastic with the offense. Mm -hmm. And he has, you know, a, a benefit, even though, you know, the good outweighs the bad in some cases there, there's really no good with Mike McCarthy. They're a very undisciplined team, which 
I do. I, I think a lot, you know, that's a lot of sports radio talk, you know, the, the penalties go on the coaches. I think it's true to an extent. I, you know, I, I think all these pre-snap penalties and, and the, these holding penalties, I, yes, you could put that on him, but at the same time, the players can't make the keep continuing to make these stupid mistakes. So yes, it's coaching, but it's also, let's blame the players a little bit here. Yeah. Mike McCarthy I mean, gives you, gives you nothing. You're right. I think the blame should go on the players a little bit, but you know, they were shooting themselves in the foot left and right. You had Randy Gregory was jumping off sides multiple times. I mean, listen, if I was going up against Trent Williams, I try to get any advantage that I could, but let's stay within, you know, the legal boundaries. Um, and yeah, just a lot of false starts with what they have back to back false starts, right? Yeah. That was on third down, I think, right? It would it, it kills you. Yeah, back to back and and those take you out of you know, easy, you know, first down situations. It really does kill you. And listen, is all the blame on Mike McCarthy? No, I think a big deal of it should be. But, you know, let's let's talk about Dak. Uh, I'm a big believer in Dak. I think so he's I. a top 10 quarterback, bottom of the top 10, but I think he's a top 10 quarterback. I think he's very talented. But he didn't step up on Sunday. He, he really played pretty poorly. He played better in the second half. But still, you know, in that situation – if you want to be that franchise quarterback, that stud guy, you're going to have to play better. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, I'm sure Jerry Jones was sitting up in that box, you know, watching him after he's being paid $40 million a year. And uh, he's not too happy, Jerry Jones. Um, you know, the play calling, that call, the the draw, that was actually Kellen Moore that made the play call, but Mike McCarthy okayed it. So yeah. Mike McCarthy had to okay that. Another thing, when we talk about these coach, you know, moving on from Mike McCarthy, it would be stupid of us to just say, oh, well, they should get rid of Mike McCarthy. They, you know, if you didn't have a replacement, they have two guys that if you told me they replaced him with, I feel like it's an upgrade. Maybe Kellen Moore may be a little too young, but Dan Quinn, a hundred percent, I would, I would hand him the keys. He's one of the hottest names out there as a head coaching candidate right now. Everybody's interviewed him. I, I'm almost pretty sure. And except the Jaguars, he turned the Jaguars down. Actually, he didn't want to interview for them. So I would, I would just move right off to Dan Quinn and say, here you go, Quinn, here's the job. I don't, I don't really understand that because Dan Quinn got fired last year. Right. And yes, you didn't hear nothing about him. So I understand, you know, maybe he had a good year with Dallas. Obviously their defense was really good this year, but if you said that last year with Dan Quinn, he wouldn't be getting a lot of interviews. He didn't. And I think a big part of that is because he failed as a head coach, really. So the fact that he's thriving as a defensive coordinator, which was what he was when he got hired the first time by the Falcons, and that's going to make him an attractive option again. Like I'm a little confused by that because isn't that kind of, Oh, we're going down this road again. You know what I mean? Same thing with Todd Bowles. It's just, it works out, but I think some guys are just meant to be coordinators. I think Quinn, I think a lot of it's personality. And when you compare him to, bless you, when you compare him to Todd Bowles, you know, to me, Todd Bowles is, you know, a guy with absolutely no, I mean, from what we could see, no energy, not really a personality. And he ends up losing the locker room over there with the Jets, which ultimately, I mean, that's the final straw. You're done if you lose that locker room. And I think Dan Quinn's a guy, a great motivator. 
Um, seems like guys really love to play for him. If you hear some of these guys like Micah Parsons talk about Dan Quinn, they love him. And I also, I'm, I'm almost positive he had, you know, he had a lot of say with a lot of personnel decisions with Dallas. Um, I, Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy always spoke very, very highly of him, even before the season started. Uh, you know, I remember going back to the draft. Um, he was in the room when they drafted Mike, Micah Parsons. He had a big say in that. So I, I think this is different. I, I think Dan Quinn needs a second opportunity. I think he deserves another opportunity, just like I believe a guy like, you know, Vic Fangio, who got fired from the Broncos this year. I think eventually he's going to get another opportunity as well. And I, I think Quinn is just, I think, well, he's definitely going to get a job. I mean, I, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to have a head coaching job after this year, but I, I think he deserves it. Right. And, you know, is that necessarily the worst thing in the world if you hire him and you talk about his resume with Atlanta those past couple of years? But, you know, he also went to the Super Bowl with Atlanta and he went to the Super Bowl with Seattle when he was a defensive coordinator. So, you know, just because it doesn't work out one place doesn't mean it's not going to work out somewhere else. I mean, we talk about how quickly the head coaches get fired. I mean, we've seen three coaches get fired by the Giants, for example, in the past six years. So. Yeah. You know, sometimes situations might not be right. The fit night might not be right. Whatever it is, if you like the person, you do the interview right, you like the football mind, players respect him, it could be a fit somewhere else. You know, it, it's happened before. There's been coaches that have head coaching jobs somewhere. doesn't really work out. I mean, we talk about Andy Reid. Uh, never really – they never won the Super Bowl with McNabb, right? No, they went there and lost to Brady. So, you know, comes over to Kansas City, wins the Super Bowl, is now considered one of the best coaches in the league. Um, you know, we just worked out somewhere else. It's the same thing Pete Carroll, coaching with the Jets, was horrible. And then he goes and gets a ring, you know, with uh, the Seahawks. So just because it doesn't work out one place doesn't mean it's not going to work out the other. I'm excited for um, Dan Quinn. I, you know, seems like a good guy. Seems like a guy that, you'd run through a wall for, I mean, I felt that same way about Joe judge. I probably still would. Uh, if Joe asked me if, you know, go run through that wall right now, I'd, I'd probably say yes. I think you need to evaluate yourself. He's, Seriously he, sit yourself down and say, what the hell is wrong with me that I would run through a wall for <laughs> Joe judge. Seems like a good motivator. I think he's going to be a good high school coach somewhere in New Jersey though. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'd love to play for him. Giants you head coach turn. High school head coach, very nice. Run, run some sprints Listen, for him. Jersey football is one of the best Elite. places to play in the country. They're really good. New York sucks. I don't get it. I, I used to get calls from them all the time. They're like, "Come on, oh yeah, change your address. Yeah, yeah. come play for us, right? Yeah, we need. Oh, a, but then, we need a but then you had the you know down defensive tackle. You had the classic injury, you know, and then you 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 had offers to go D one, right? Yeah, you know the ankle I, didn't hold up, and and here we are. Right, my ankle injury from middle school didn't right. uh, it, it, it never it really healed. prohibited me, yeah, from playing big time. Oregon called me a couple of times, but they said your ankle's too bad. Oh, okay. Failed the physical. Um, okay, uh, very quickly, um, Jim Harbaugh is still in the news. And I uh, you asked me before, I had said it a couple of weeks ago, I think he's going to Las Vegas. I still stand by that. Um I think it's going to be a you know, crazy deal, you know, 10 years, eight years, you know, anywhere from eight to $10 million a year, a splashy, splashy deal, unless he really is just doing this to get more money from Michigan, but it sounds serious. Like I think he is 
fed up with Michigan. They did give him a pay cut before the season started. They had a terrible year in 2020 Michigan. They did. There's no doubt about that. And now he beats Ohio state. He goes to the playoff, you know, it kind of feels like the right time to get out. Go I mean, cash in on the NFL. He, or he, Raiders. I think he was a better NFL coach. Raiders. We're really going to do this again? We're really about to give a 10-year deal again? Want to go down that path? I mean, listen, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is a bad coach. I I, I really don't. Like, I think that would be a nice signing for them. Better than Gruden. Um, 10 years, though. 10 years, though? Like I hated the Gruden signing. Not only the 10 years, I wouldn't have brought him back. Can we talk about that? Because I don't get – what granted him to get 10 years, hundred million. Like I know he won a super bowl and he was a successful coach in the NFL, but you can't not coach for 10 years, 15 years, whatever it was. And then come back and be like, Oh, let's throw the book at this guy. Was he really I, I that special? No. I mean, he was in the box ring of honor. He won the super bowl with them. You know what? I always yeah. forget which owner is alive for the Raiders? Oh, it's Al Mark, Davis. No, no. Mark, Mark, Mark Davis. Davis. Mark Davis. Mark Davis is a crazy dude. I mean, first of all, he looks like an idiot, but he is an absolutely insane dude. So he's just like, let's make the splashy move. Let's right. give, let's give John Gruden 10 years, you know, hundred million dollars. Yeah. Let's get, you know what? Let's get crazy, man. Urban Meyer's on the market. Let's yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. Now can't I, get I any crazy here. Can't get any. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be Jim. I really do. They 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 fired Mike Mayock. Yeah, they got rid of the, the TV ago. crew. They got rid of Gruden and Mayock. They could go back to NFL Network and Monday Night Football. You know what? You, you know what I saw the other day, or it might have been this morning. Somebody on Twitter. They said, do you think Mike Mayock, who was good, you know, as, as an analyst on, on NFL Network, he, he I, I liked listening to him. They said, do you think he can get a job back as an analyst critiquing other general managers again after he did such a poor job? Especially That's a really in the good point. Round. That's a really good like, point. They'd be like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Why, why is he Why is he talking? He drafted Clinton Farrell at, at, at number four. Overall. That was his move? Yeah. Oof. I think that was his first move. Oh, that's a really weird. I think that was his flash. first draft. Great. Good draft. And they've had questionable draft choices over the year. I don't know what kind of year that Alex Leatherwood had. Um, but even that was like, what the hell? You know, there, he was supposed to be a second, late second round pick, and they picked him the 19th overall pick or whatever the hell it was. I but, did not like the – I didn't like Henry Ruggs really out of college – and obviously that didn't work out for many reasons, but um, he, he had know, a tough rookie year. You know what I want to call out right now? A little shot in the dark. Maybe see if if, I, if I'm right. We're talking about you know my, Mark Davis is a lunatic. We know the people they hire. You know they like to make the splashy move or whatever. Right. You get Jim Harbaugh, right? Yeah. Or maybe if you don't get, you get the GM first. Whatever you want to do. I mean, they probably should get the GM first, but whatever. Maybe a little. Well, Mike Tidenbaum action. Huh? Really? Yeah. Hey, Mike, listen. I hear you on WFAN or ESPN or wherever the hell he is. ESPN. ESPN. Why don't you, why don't you come uh, manage the Raiders? All right. Can I say something about Mike Tidenbaum? Mm-hmm. So I hear him on ESPN radio all the time. 
this guy is so afraid to critique teams. It's not even funny. I swear to God, he would talk up the Giants all year long. Yeah. Well, it's not that bad. Oh, well, you know, like almost like making excuses job for everybody within the organization. I don't know what it is. Every time, well, you could win with Daniel Jones. He could be a franchise quarterback. Daniel Jones would throw that pick against the Buccaneers where he, you know, threw across his body, the defensive lineman, and they'll say, well, that was just a bad mistake. He could still. He's like, doing a job. Excuses he's, for everybody. Because, you know, he wants a job. He's saving face. Dude, I, I think he could be good. But he, he critiques experience. He critiques insight. players. He critiques players a lot. He's not every time I hear him. He's not go. He's not bashing anybody. I don't. He's not. He's not afraid to, to critique bashed. players in like the, like the stupid Brandon Eccles BS when he got Tom Brady to sign his ball. Like he'll like go on a tangent about that. But then you know if you're talking about the state of the Giants, like you were just saying, oh, it's not that bad. You know, wink. wink the, yeah, Giants, excuse you, know. for that. you guys hiring? Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I can't. I, I I would not hire him. No, me neither. If if listen, I wouldn't shock me if they signed Jim Harbaugh and then and then got the GM. When I'm hearing my Tannenbaum speak, I feel like I'm listening to like my uncle who's drunk at the Fourth of July barbecue. <laughs> it really like he sounds like he's like some like guy from Staten Island that's like you know just goes on and on about BS and he, he just doesn't seem like a, a, a typical executive, you know, GM, whatever you hear guys no. like Chris Ballard and you know, Howie Roseman and whoever speak and you listen to him and you're like, these guys held the same position. Like, what? <laughs> it's, it doesn't really make any sense. I, uh, I don't know. I, I would not hire him. I would, I would cross that one off the list. Me too. Right, let's stop with let's stop with getting some guys from from TV and bringing them back in. Yeah. All right. We want to talk some playoff football. Um. I think we can talk some playoff football. Um. Very quickly, the Giants have narrowed down their general manager search. Three guys: Joe Schoen, Ryan Poles, and Adam Peters. Never heard of Adam, any of them. Neither have I. I've actually heard of Schoen. I've heard of Schoen all year because that's the consensus guy Giants fans have wanted from the middle of the year. He's from the Bills, uh, polls from the Chiefs, and Peters from the 49ers. There's this rumor going around that Brian Flores wants the job, that Joe Schoen has been in contact with Brian Flores, and then obviously there's this. There's also this other rumor that Deshaun Watson and Brian Flores have been talking, and Deshaun Watson has a strong desire to play in New York. So not going to get my hopes up. I'm just going to say this right now. As a Giants fan, I actually don't want Brian Flores. I want Brian Dayball. That's that's who I want as the Giants head coach. But we'll talk about that. I think the Giants will have a GM by the weekend. So next episode, we'll talk about the new Giants GM. AirPod fell out. AirPod fell out. Weekly occurrence. Um, Let's talk some playoff football. Um, We're going to start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Time out real quick. What? Do you have like a way larger left ear or something? Like I don't understand why is wanna, the left one not staying, but the right one does. It doesn't make any wanna, sense. I want to examine my ear. I yeah, turn I turn your head. I no, I don't turn my head. Turn it the other let's, one. Let's see if this stays in. This one stays in fine. The right one is perfect. It's very odd. I Did know. They give you like the wrong size in one in the left one or something. No, 
I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna take a look at. It. I have other sizings of like the the little bud thing. Yeah, get the biggest one you can find. Is it the biggest? Do I need the biggest one? You're gonna need one bigger than that. I think this is the medium. I gotta look. Switch I gotta to look. a large. I'll try it out. Maybe I don't know how to do it though. Um, all right, Bengals beat up. Well, not really beat up. They beat the Ra- uh, the Raiders on last Saturday. They are now going to take on the Tennessee Titans Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, really four thirty. And the Titans are expected. We're going to hear back later in the day, but they are expected to get uh, Derrick Henry back. Yep. So you know how full go is Derrick Henry? What condition is he in? Um, I know they took their time with him coming back. I mean, I know there was a possibility of him coming back like week eighteen, but you know it obviously didn't happen. They took their time with him. Um, so we'll see, but I, uh, you know, I, I think I expect the Bengals to win this game. And I know, I know a lot of people are starting to like that take because I see, you know, lines moving and murmurs on Twitter and wherever, you know, you see stuff like that. Um, but I think the Titans are a good team. They're not the sexiest one seed I've ever seen. That's for sure. No. Uh, and and I, I like the Bengals to go on the road and get the win. And it's not. It's not the worst environment to play in. Ask ask Logan Ryan. It really isn't Tennessee. No, it's it's not like you know you're dealing with a big time home field advantage. Uh, their secondary also is not good at all. I think Burrow should have a really fun time throwing on them. It's just I think a lot of people now, and at least that I've spoke to, I'm checking the odds right now and where the money is, and it is on the it is on the Titans. I don't know if a one seed is getting like too disrespected here because, you know, we see Joe Burrow and he's, you know, everybody loves Joe Burrow and he plays well. He's, you know, he's playing well. The, the Bengals are hot. I'm done. I'm actually, I'm so done. Stop putting you it know, in. Just leave it out. No do more. The Bengals get this victory on the road. The Bengals have never won a playoff, you know, game on the road. They're 0 7. So ever. I think so. Like I please thought check I saw that. that. There's no way that's real. I think so. I, you know, I'm not like a hundred percent positive, but I'm almost positive I saw that today. Okay, so, that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. What? What are they existed for? Fifty five years or something? Well, they don't have a Super Bowl. I thought they did. They went to one. Oh, right. When they had Boomer, they lost. I thought they won that one. Weird but true. The, the Bengals have never won a road playoff game. Well. The Bengals are 0-7 in those games. They're due. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot they, of people would say they're due. They were due last week. That was their first playoff win in 31 years. Uh, so, that uh, I can't. You got me like bamboozled right now i i can't believe that's real um but yeah you're gonna bet on a team that's never won a playoff i mean it it, it means nothing because you know this is a completely different team that's never been to the playoffs yeah but it's tough the spread's three and a half um i'm strong i think on the Bengals to cover the spread even if they don't win the game three and a half is a nice number but it's i think it'll be a good game i think it'll be close if we could get the Bengals in the AFC Championship game, that that's pretty hot. 
That's something. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty odd. I um, think in every in every scenario, I think we're okay for a really nice final four, like a real fun final four. I Especially in the AFC. I just don't love the Titans. I'm not I don't know why. Yeah, but the Titans think about this, Jam. The Titans beat the Chiefs and the and the Bills. Bills, right. And they beat down on the tight. I mean on the Chiefs. Like they killed the Chiefs. Imagine how fun like a Bills Bengals would be. Yeah. I like I, I understand the I, I okay. The Titans mat I feel like the Titans match up well. They've beaten these teams before. Like it wouldn't shock me if the Bengals went to Buffalo or if the Bengals went to Kansas City and the inexperience and they get blown out. Right. Like I know the Titans are keeping a game. They're going to be at home. They're going to keep the game most likely somewhat close. They're not getting blown out at home. They're very well coached. I for the better AFC Championship game to guarantee myself a good AFC Championship game. I, I'd say you know you'd want the Titans. I get it. Um, I mean the NFC side, I like that a lot. You know, any four of those teams yeah. in a matchup, I think, in the NFC championship. I want to see Bill uh Bucks Packers again. I think that'd be really interesting, another rematch. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just about the best teams are left, you know. Uh, I don't the Cardinals were frauds. Let's throw that frauds. out there. They were big frauds. What were they? Five and four and seven in their last 11 or five and seven in the last 12, something like that. Yep. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys, I think were frauds. We realized, you know, in, in a, in a slight way, not. Which is crazy. Like, Cause I defended them all year. Yeah. All year. I defended them. I go. All right. I go the same phase with the Cowboys a lot. I feel like. So coming into the year, I'm like, Oh, I think I really like Dak. Like he's been through a lot. I, I want to see them do well. Right. I take Zeke and fantasy. I'm like, oh, now I got even more incentive to like the Cowboys. Ride the season out, right? Hard Knocks was good. Ride the season out. I'm liking the Cowboys. I hope they do well in the playoffs. Playoffs come around. Oh, we them boys. This our year. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, now I remember why I despise the Cowboys. And then game day comes and you see Jerry Jones in his press box looking like Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. And I'm like, okay, I really hope the Cowboys lose now. And they lose, and then we're all happy. So, yeah, I think they were they were for, uh, frauds in a way. Um, the Raiders, Six and all, you know, the Steelers, the Patriots, please. Please. Get, get out of here, Patriots. Don't talk Love crap that. about Bill Belichick and Mac Eagles, Jones. Eagles, frauds. I don't know why that's going to push your buttons. Because apparently I, you're tired of the, the Eagles slander. Oh, I, that means. I hate the Eagles. Like, despise them. Their fans, their city. I hate them. The Phillies, I hate you. Okay. Joel Embiid, I hate you, but I respect you. Great game last night. They were supposed to be this. I mean, let's go back to our predictions, Jam. Three and 14, right? Three and 14. Worst team in the NFL. First overall pick, win nine games. Yes, granted, and they won easy games. They were handed a very easy schedule, but you do play the games that you have to play in front of you, and they won nine of them with a basically a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, rookie coaching staff for the most part. 
like they were, I just don't understand. Yes. Okay. They lost a lot of people expected them to lose, but nobody expected them to be there. So we're hating on the Eagles for a team that completely exceeded expectations with a quarterback that nobody believed in. And honestly, I am kind of starting to not believe in him anymore, but you know, a rook, a good, you know, a solid coach. I think at least he went to the playoffs in his first year. I thought he handled the media better throughout the year, especially after his press conference. I don't know. I, I, Okay, they went to the playoffs, they lost. Very young team. I get it. Like, I get what you're saying. But I think everybody's kind of got it right. I think this was a team that exceeded expectations. You know, no one really thought they were going to be here. But that's kind of all they were, a team that snuck into the wild card and probably shouldn't even have been there in the first place. I don't really think we should say, oh, we're tired of the – I don't think a lot of teams, I think the NFC just sucked. And I think this seventh wild card spot, you know, that they came out with, seven seed, whatever, is it really necessary? Not really. Does it make them more money because of TV? Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you match up the seven seeds, the Eagles and the Steelers, eh, not, or not really teams that should have been in the playoffs. No, please keep expanding playoffs, though. I, I yeah. you know, let's let everybody in. Do it up point. into, yeah, do it, you know, do it by twos. Do that about 10 more times, and the Jets will finally get in. Do it, do it, do it with the NBA, too. Come on, keep 10 teams in. Come yeah. on, put 20 teams in. MLB, put 16 teams in. It's terrible. It's, I, I cannot listen. I am praying that the MLB holds on to the way they have it right now because they're not. That's the way it, I, I hate it. It really, it really is true. Listen, I understand this is a business, but at the same time, you know, you have to consider that your fans and what the people want that make you the, make you that money, right. That are interested in the sport in the first place and having lower playoffs or, you know, lower amount of teams in the playoffs, it makes it more rewarding. It makes it feel like an actual freaking achievement yeah. in the NBA, especially now with this play in, you're not in the playoffs if it's a play. Come on. Really? I mean, technically. 20 are, teams make the playoffs, and you got 30 in the – 67% of the league makes the playoffs. Yeah. It's absurd. I, it's, it's disgusting. I don't like this in the NFL. I, we've talked about it. I, I don't think this is good. I still am not. We had a terrible week. Terrible weekend. I understand, right? Like I said, the Steelers should not have been there. The Eagles should not have been there. But I like the fact that it makes the one seed so valuable. So you can't. If you want to get really ballsy, you could make it five, but that's never going to happen. Um, Can you even do that mathematically? Is that? I don't even think mathematically that makes sense, does it? Do math for me real quick. Yeah, it would. If you did the four seed versus the five, it would be like the MLB with the wild card. It would not, no, yeah. that, would, that would never happen. But I like the fact that it makes the one seed more valuable. I don't like the fact that the one and the two seed, the way it was, that they were basically the same, except when you faced off in the championship game, that that team got home. You know, I think that first round buy should belong to the one seed and only the one seed. But. You know, that comes at a price. Like we're saying, you have 14 out of 32 teams make the playoffs. That's just under half the league. And what happens? The law of averages, what happens when almost half the league makes it? Those last couple teams are just about average or slightly above average teams. 
And should slightly above average teams like the Steelers be playing the Kansas City Chiefs? Not really. And then you lose 42-21. Doesn't make, doesn't make for good football. So. And what sucks is they had a great weekend. They, I mean, ratings-wise, they did fantastic. And I'll never change. I mean, even the Kansas City game did a great rating. So, to them, they had a fantastic weekend. Yeah. A ton of people watched, you know, the Eagle-Bucks game. A ton of people watched it. And the Patriot Bill game, I'm sure, did a good number too. You know, eight o'clock on Saturday night. It sucks. I mean, but, at least you know this this round is going to be way better. The matchups, I won't be, I wouldn't be surprised if we get four really good games. Like all of them are within a freaking score. Like these are really good matchups we have. And I'm like nervous to bet them. Like I'm very nervous. I'm not touching spreads. I'm doing a four leg money line parlay of who I think is going to win, or I might even just do them individually. I don't know yet. I don't really want to touch this Bills game. I'm still not decided on it. Neither do I. I, re- I really Right now, don't. I mean, we said we're going to do picks, so what the hell, why not just say them right now? Go Bengals, Titans, and then we're going to talk about the 49ers, Packers, kind of all over the place. I would go Packers, uh, Bucks, Bengals, Chiefs right now. I think those would be the last four left, but I might change my mind. Like I said, I'm still not I'm pretty confident in the uh, NFC's locked. I think the Packers are winning. I think the Bucks are winning. AFC, I'm like 75% sure about the Bengals, and I'm like 50% sure about the Chiefs. Like, I'm torn. I like the Bengals to cover the spread. I think they'll win. I like the 49ers on Saturday to cover the spread. Yeah, I can see that. What is it, six? Five and a half? Six, yeah. and a, six, five and a half. I think they cover that number. Um, I think, it's, you know, I mean, kind of obvious. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be close to the end. Everybody fell out again. Um, so I'd say 49ers, but Packers win. And then Bucks. I'm on the Bucks side here. I'll take the Bucks, And I'll, I want to say Chiefs too. But everything's pointing to the Bills, but I'm just, I, I got to take the Chiefs. It's going to be great. Um, the 49er Packer game, um, Bosa's going to play. Fred Warner's going to play. Um, Jimmy G's really banked up. He's got a shoulder issue now. He's got Hold a on. wrist and thumb injury. Apparently, Jimmy G and uh, Warner, they're like not even on the injury report. No, Warner's fine. That's what I heard today. No, but Jimmy G's not on the injury report. That the fact that Jimmy G's not is very weird. That's fishy. Like, are they hiding something? Like, it's against the rules. You're not allowed to do that. Right. But that's all we keep hearing. Is it a? Is it the opposite? Are they making this up as a decoy? I don't know. But not on the injury report. It's weird, man. It's, this it's could weird. be a good game. Like, this could be a very good game. I agree like a classic because you have the 49ers in here who can run the ball on anybody. They have a fantastic offensive line. They can run the ball on you down your throat. Um, the Packers, you know, off the bye. I think that's a good thing. They got healthier. Your brother was talking about this a little bit before. And I mean, a couple, a uh, couple days ago, and I, I could see this, you're getting so many guys back Sometimes and not saying know. they're going to be cold but does it can it have a negative effect on you? It can, yeah. Like, it can could you see this happening? What it can, 
it can mess up the mojo a little bit, kind of a thing, you know, swing out of things. It can, like it makes so much sense to say, oh, well, they're going to get better. They're getting good players back. Yes, but it could also have a negative effect as well. They haven't been in. Maybe they're a little cold. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I really, I stand by this. I really like the 49ers to cover this spread. Um, Bosa back is huge. He had a concussion. He should be fine. Good to go. hundred percent. He practiced Thursday full. They run the ball, control the clock. The, the, the main thing is going to be, can they get pressure on Rogers? Can they be in his face? Right. They were in Dak's face all day long. That was huge. If they're in Rogers's face all day long, making him uncomfortable, this could get interesting. It could get very interesting. And, you know, with Bosa, if he's healthy and good to go, whatever, he could wreak some havoc for Aaron Rodgers. Um, a game. He's he, he does not get talked about enough. No, oh, he he's a stud. So good. Him and I think he's better than Joey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Joey's a stud. Um, mm-hmm. And you switch over to the other side, right? We talk about the Packers defense. You're talking about the Niners run game. How are they going to stop that? Kenny Clark's, you know, one of the best tackles in the league. Yeah. And I think Jair Alexander being back, you know, will have a good effect for them because you think, you know, you may may have some more trust in your secondary now. Alexander going up against Debo, you might be able to, you know, leave him in single coverage a little more, put one more guy in the box. Could help the run game out a little bit. But at this point, it seems like Debo Samuel out. I wasn't sure about him. Like, I didn't watch a lot of him this year, I feel like. I didn't want to, you know, appoint him as a top 10, top five receiver or whatever. He's he's amazing. He really is. He's, he's special. He is really freaking good. He's like Percy Harvin times five. You know, I, that's, that's the guy I always think of when we think about guys who were used in so many different ways and just an athletic person. Debo Samuel's like that. And, man, he's good. This, his ability, you know, when he gets the ball in space, it's like he can run through you. He can make you miss. He can beat you with just his speed. He's crazy athletic and, and strong. He is he, – he, I don't even think of him as a receiver anymore. I think of him as a weapon. He's yeah, just exactly. an offensive weapon. He's not a running back. He's not a receiver. What, and Kyle Shanahan does a great job implementing him in different ways. Uh, he's going to be a massive factor in this game. He will. And will George Kittle? Because George Kittle's been getting X'd out of games at this point. Yeah. He didn't play. He didn't really do anything against uh He didn't have a couple catches. The second half. Yeah. He's, you know what, though? He affects the game in so many other ways. We don't even see it. He's such yeah. a great run blocker. Yeah. I, I love George Kittle. So listen, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Rams, Bucks, I think that's Sunday, three o'clock. This is a game that's being overlooked. I mean, Another really close game. The the thing that I think is scaring a lot of people is uh, Tampa Bay possibly missing Tristan Wirfs. They're all pro right tackle. And Ryan Jensen, their center. Now, I don't know if they're going to play. They're not going to know until the end of the week. I still like the Bucs. Their like defense, the Bucks, a lot healthier. Yeah. And listen, the Bucs are just... Like, they match up well against anybody, I feel like. You know, they, they really never have, like, oh, I don't like this matchup for the Bucs. Um, and it's a different animal. You know, the, the Rams are going to be on the road now. Um, Sean McVay, I, 
he's a little bit of a head case still. I, I'm still not sold on him in terms of his coaching abilities. Uh, but this will be another another test for Matthew Stafford. Uh, I'm currently speaking with my freaking sinuses going up the wazoo. Mm. Holy crap. I can't even, like, concentrate right now. Um, but anyways, like I was saying, yeah, the Bucks. listen, they're getting Leonard Fournette back. That's big. You got Fournette and Derrick Henry coming back this week. Two big running backs back for their teams, respectively. Um, and respectfully. Um, wait, did I have it right? What? Respective, respectively. Respective, respectively. So I did have it right. Not respectfully. Yeah, yeah respectively. Okay. Um, and listen, Tom Brady. We're learning vocabulary on the fall. Uh, yeah, we're not we're not the brightest bulbs. Um, <laughs> Tom Brady's Tom Brady, and I hate to say that because I'm friggin' so tired of every time people are like the Bucks will want to play. Oh, Tom Brady, that's why he's the goat. Like the guy doesn't play all 22 positions. But what I do know is the Bucks are pretty damn good, and when it comes down to Tom Brady versus Matthew Stafford. I'm going to have my money on Tom Brady. If Matthew Stafford has the ability to lose you the game, to just absolutely stab you in the back, back-breaking interception, kind of like Jimmy G, yeah, um, he'll, he'll throw it. Yeah. He'll, he'll do it. So um, I think Matt Stafford will do that. We're forgetting something that the Rams were, and I watched a lot of Rams football this year. They are wildly inconsistent, and they did not give their quarterback a chance to lose the game last week. For them, because that's how you know bad the Cardinals play, and that's how well their defense played. So I don't know if it's a close game. If it's a close game, which I think it'll be, how do you not bet on? And I'm gonna say it, the greatest of all time. Down, you know, clutch moment, need a drive to go in the game. Who do you trust more, Rodgers or Brady? I mean, Rodgers or I mean, Brady. Oh, I'm taking Rodgers. Yeah, I'm taking Rodgers. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I really it's a close I just, call actually. <laughs> I really just want Rodgers and Brady next week, man. I want to see that again. That was – we didn't really – we got it last year, but it didn't – I don't know. Something was missing. You know, like Rodgers, he was just getting pressured all day. Brady didn't even play good. He threw three picks. So, I want to see that rematch again. And I want to see it in Lambeau like it was last year. So, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, get it done this week because I want to see you guys. And – we get to see Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes this week, which is pretty good, freaking good treat for us. That's fun. I mean, this is the game of the week. I mean, it's, yeah. it's easy. It's the game Bill's of the week. Chiefs, easy, hands down. What's – all right. That's game of the week. Under there. Uh, I'd go Rams-Bucks. You think? Yeah. And then Packers, 49ers. Packers-Niners and then Bengals-Titans. Yeah. I could agree with that. I was going to maybe put Packers Niners over uh, Bucks. Rams, I thought about but... it too because I'm super stoked for that game. Yeah. But the Rams, Bucks, I mean, Rams beat them oh, yeah. already, beat down on them. Mm-hmm. That's okay. the other thing, very quickly. It's hard to beat a team twice. And, you, you know, you have to go to Tampa and beat Tom Brady twice. It is. Beat a very well coached team twice. I don't see that happening. If Aaron Donald can be Aaron Donald, maybe, but don't let Aaron Donald be Aaron Donald. And yeah. that, and they're very good up front. 
So like you have a Leonard Floyd, you have a Von Miller. So it's like, all right, double him, but they're one-on-one on the outside. That's what happened. That's why the offensive linemen are going to be so important. That's what happened when Tom was in New England. They played the Rams in the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald didn't really get to have his way. So see what happens this time around. Can't wait. Um, Sports got can't wait. Damn, this has been a long segment. Uh, list. How long have we been? What else we got to cover besides list? Well, that's it. You know, just a couple of quick things of baseball, just very quickly. All right. Um, I Bill, you want to talk about those Chiefs or are we good? We didn't cover that. No, we didn't cover that. Um. Just this picture, because I like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. That would be my pick. I mean, I, I said it la- after the games last week, and I said that's my pick to win the Super Bowl, the Chiefs. I almost put money on them, but I'm so nervous about this game. I didn't. That picture of Stephon Diggs watching the Chiefs celebrate yeah. is scaring me. Right. But but the Bills went to Kansas City and kicked the crap out of them. I mean, thoroughly beat them. Yeah. So. Again, can you beat Andy Reid and uh, Aaron Rod- uh, Patrick Mahomes twice? Aaron Rodgers loves run free in my head. Yeah, um, he really does. Can't stand the guy. Uh, is it possible? It's too stressful to freaking pick these games. I'm telling you. I know. Like I don't because, especially because you, you know we're fans. We're watching the games the whole year. And now we get to see these great teams that we've been following and, you know, we want to see them match up against each other. So we'll be rooting for one team, but we'll be like, oh, this team, I think might win. It's, it's too much. It really is. Cause I love, I love Josh Allen and the bills. Yeah. I think this game should be a pick them. It basically is. It's one and a half right now is the last time I checked, but so you are. So you saying they're a pick them means you basically think the bills are three points better yes i think because i i i get that that's the whole vegas thing is the home team gets three three points points. go to the home team two to three points depending on your home field advantage this way this home field advantage is listen we all know record isn't everything that's been proven time and time again right and you have the bills who have the number one defense in the nfl and when we think about the Bills, what's the first thing we think about? Not their defense. We think about Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Like, they are all around a really freaking good team. When you, when you look at that and you say 10 and 7, what? They had some weird losses, a tough schedule. They had a really tough schedule. Um, you know, didn't didn't beat the Titans that, that Monday night football game. But they went forward on fourth down. Respect. I like the Bills um, as, you know three points better than them. I think it should be a pick them. I'm talking myself into the bills right now, to be honest. I, know I said in the beginning of the show, I'm chiefs. I'm 50% sure. Now I'm talking myself in the bills. This is what I'm saying. I don't even know what the hell to think anymore because this game is going to be so good. I, re- I, I hope it's going to be good. I mean, I can't see it not being good. No, two really good defenses. I would go under in this game. Me too. Over is way too. It's like 54 or something. I can yeah, see the so under. being a 27-24 game, something like that. Um, real quick, I know as a Jets fan, like I'm not supposed to root for the Bills, I guess. Mm-hmm. But A, that's irrelevant because we haven't been relevant in freaking six years. So why do I have a reason to hate them when, you know, we've just been lying down against any team? And B, I just want to see someone other than the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Okay. 
So root for the Bills. Bills, get it done. And play Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, you get it done. We got a deal. That's that's like my dream scenario. My dream scenario is a rematch, but um, I don't know if we're getting that. I don't know about that. I think, right. I think we are. I, 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 th- I think we're getting it. Like, I am almost sure we're getting a rematch. I put $60 on the fact that we were getting a rematch, and then I was convinced to cash it out. Wow. You can't. No, why because because this Chiefs Bills game is screwing me the hell up because I like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, but I but the Bills were my preseason pick, and uh, mine were the Ravens. Nice one. Yeah, you, you know what? You know what? Hold on. Before we go to break, just very quickly, the Bills' offense has been very inconsistent. So they've had you know they had a literally a perfect game against the Patriots. And now you're asking them again, they're going to have to play another really great game against a really good Chiefs defense. Like, that's going to be tough. But the Chiefs just had a really good game. You know, yeah, but the, Chiefs, but the Chiefs figured it out. <laughs> like, the Chiefs are back to being the Chiefs. Right. Well, maybe the Bills are back to being the Bills. Yeah. Who knows? So but it's we, all we game. saw it. For, like, like the Bills had that crapper against the Jets where they barely scored 27 points against the freaking Jets at home to clinch a division. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, those are the games that worry me. The, 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 I mean, the, the Chiefs haven't had one of those games in, in a long time where they just didn't look like themselves like, like in the beginning of the year. I don't know, man. It's hurting my brain, honestly. I, I know. I, I, I wish we – I might take a break this weekend. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but I'm, no, I'm not. All set. All set and ready to go. All right, let's take a break. We got our list of top 10 left fielders in baseball. Um, Quick update on the um, labor, CBA, whatever, and robo-umps coming. But um, left field is going to be a funny list, so uh, stay tuned for that. The S&E Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Here we go. The Hardline Sports Talk, episode 51. We are back. We're going to do our list for the top 10 left fielders. Let me just say this. This isn't going to be like normal. This is going to be interesting. So just yeah, there might be hang on tight. You never heard of. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. a really good chance like five of these Five of these are people that some people never heard of. Why five is it that people. left field is horrible and right field is like the best position in baseball by far? It's not even freaking close. Well, when I looked, a lot of these guys that play in right field actually moved over to a lot I'm of these guys field. that play in right field were left field that moved over. A couple of guys from center field, Brian Reynolds moved from left to center. So yeah. people just don't like left fielders anymore, oh, I guess. Well, that listen. Left field is that's the position when you're in little league and the, the coach puts the worst kid. That's where they put him. They put him in left field. I thought it was right field. No, left field. It's a shorter throw. I always thought it was left right field. Well, I was never put in left field. That's good because I would have started being funny if you were. There was one year where I got hurt and I had to play right field. But I had a cannon. All right. Oh, I bet. 
All right. But I hurt my arm though. All right. Let's start off with, with the um, I'll start off this time. I got Adam Duvall at number 10. Adam Duvall was traded from the Marlins to the Braves and was actually a big part, um, you know, in the Braves World Series run. He played well down the stretch for them, hit 38 home runs. He drove in 113 guys, um, but he struck out a lot. They didn't walk much and he didn't get on base and he hit for a low average and his slugging percentage was not even over 500. It was 491. Uh, so, yeah, nothing really to love here, Adam Duvall, just – Solid player and just had to get thrown on the list. Yeah. Um, I got him a little higher than you do. That's for sure. Um, but anyways, I'll start us off uh, from my side with a little Robbie Grossman, a man where you probably said, what the hell is that? Um, but Robbie Grossman put, him, put together a nice little year for himself last year. Uh, 31 years old, best year of his career, uh, had batted 239. Not great, but 772 OPS, 116 OPS plus, above average, nice 20 stolen bases, and uh, a 2.9 B war for him. So, not horrible for Robbie. 2.7 F war. Am I really going to go on and on about Robbie Grossman? No. Merlo, go ahead. Other than the fact that that's just like disrespectful to Robbie Grossman, I think you're done. Uh, number nine, I got Austin Hayes of the Baltimore Orioles. You know, solid. How old is Austin? He's a little young, right? Yeah, yeah, he's like 24. He's a, he's a younger guy, nice little piece for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, he had a 106 WRC plus a 2.4 F4. Like the amount of times I've seen this guy play, I can count on one <laughs> hand when the Mets played them this year. Yeah. That's about it. Solid player, you know, hit 22 bombs. Other than that, you know, like he could be higher on this list next year. What the hell am I going to say? I guess. Yeah. Uh, he's sure. He's got a lot of things going for him. Congratulations on the success. Sure he's a good looking guy. You know? Yeah, he sure. Care. Yeah. Take it easy. All right. Uh, my number nine. I got Mark Canna, newly with the New York Mets. Hell yeah. 2.6 F4 for him last year. boy, Mark. Not as highest of his career. 4.0 in 2019. That's hot. He's good. He was a beast in 2019. 146 WRC+. Plus. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, Wait till you see him this year. It was in 126 games. Anyways, last year, 115 WRC+. Plus. I just got a virus notification on my phone. Don't know why that happened. Um... But listen, Mark Cannon was a nice little signing for the Mets. Don't hate that. Uh, how much playing time is he going to get? I think he'll be just about an everyday player. I mean, he should be. Um, but yeah, Mark Hanna, number nine. Yeah, I got Mark Hanna, number eight. I Woo! like the signing for the Mets. Uh, you know, guy can get on base. You know, I don't think he's going to strike out too much. Um, you know, just stick him in left field and we'll be good. It's not going to kill you out there. I'm not, you know, I'm not unhappy with the signing at all. And I, I think this is um I think this is a good spot for him on this list. I'm excited to see what Marcana can do. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this year right now. Holy crap, was that year? 2018? 2019. 2019, excuse me. Yeah, he had a nice year in 2019. Let's see if he can, you know, recapture that. He's excited to be a Met. Yeah. And he got some money. He got a lot of money. 13 right. million a year. 
Now we're going to start creeping territory where all these guys now should be names that we all know, right? Well, mm. at least we know all this, but, you know, for our not-so-nerdy baseball listeners out there. Um, number eight, I got Michael Brantley of the okay. Houston Astros. A uh, little bit of a down year for him last year. The average was still high, which is what he's really known for, but OPS wasn't so great. 799. Um, the war was 2.1. You know, nothing really flashing off the page, but he did miss about 40 games. Uh, and he's been, you know, a pretty solid player for Houston ever since he left from Cleveland. I mean, he's had really good years with them, actually. So I like Michael Brantley here. Um, could I have put him one or two spots higher? Maybe. Wow. That was a bad voice track. Uh, anyways, maybe. I did actually didn't notice. <laughs> maybe. But uh, I'm going to keep him here at number eight. All right. A little disrespectful, but um all right, number uh seven. I got Robbie Grossman. Like you said, wow, holy number seven. Yeah. All right. 20 bags stolen. Didn't even notice that. I mean, that's impressive. Uh 114 WRC plus. I mean, listen, you went through it. Career year for the boy. And uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. He's on my second favorite team. Or third favorite team in the league, the Detroit Tigers. Let's see what's going to happen here. I'm, you know, I'm ready for another big year from Robbie Grossman. I, I don't get that at all. Career year, and he had a 776 OPS or whatever the, whatever the hell he had. Career year. Uh, all right, but, you know, you, you live with I'm, yourself. Anyways. I'm real excited for the Robbie Grossman show. Number seven. Good-looking guy, too. Wow. Number seven, a guy who is certainly not excellent at defense at this position, but it definitely is a really good bat. I got Eloy Jimenez of the Chicago White Sox. Um, listen, this is a guy freaking MVP picks for him last offseason going into the year, and then he got hurt. But when he is healthy, he's got one of the best bats that you could think of, to be honest with you. He still hasn't put it all together. Last year was hurt, came back, didn't do great, was up and down. You know, it's tough to come back in a season and start producing when you come back in August or whenever he came back. But his past two prior years, the war numbers aren't so high because his defense has been putrid, to be honest with you. But the <laughs> bat has 900-plus OPS potential, and he's he's put it together somewhat uh, so far. So Eloy number seven, and I think he could be way higher at the end of the year. Yeah, show me. Show me something first. Um, he's on my list. Perfect. Number six, I have Michael Brantley. Uh, you, you were talking about him before. Um, listen, just a real solid baseball player, right? Uh, he had a 123 WRC plus, which I'm kind of shocked that was that high, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, he hits for average. He hit 311. Um, he only got on base at a 362 clip. You know, I, again, these high average guys tend to have a high on base because of their getting on base with hits. Yeah. Just, you know, solid player. You're right. I mean, he, I thought the Yankees should have really signed this guy last off season. Uh, you know, he got the short porch. He could have benefited from that and right field hit some homers. They didn't, uh, that he went back to them actually on a pretty nice deal. I think two years, like $30 million. Yeah. It was not, it was not expensive at all. So, um, yeah, Michael Brantley, number six, not much, not much there. All right. Uh, my number six guy, you said before, I got Adam Duvall 
at number six. Wow. Um, Adam Duvall just won the gold glove. Uh, I sound like I'm going through puberty. I don't know what the hell's going on with me. Did he really win a gold glove? Yeah, he won a gold glove. Uh, Actually, like you said, big part of their World Series run. Um, All or nothing hitter, literally. I mean, 30 plus homers, low 800s OPS. Haven't seen those numbers since uh, Pedro Alvarez back with the Pirates. If you want to have a nice laugh, look up Pedro Alvarez, like 2013 season. Those stats are going to be pretty funny. Um, anyway, I think he's got like 30 some home runs with the pirates that year. And it was like a seven fifty OP. It's like something ridiculous. Um, anyways, Adam Duvall's number six. I, I'm pretty confident we're going to be same exact top fives. What order will it be? I don't know, but that's it. Did you look it up? He has seven seventy OPS and he had 36 home runs. From Pedro Alvarez, and why did why the hell did that lead the league? <laughs> I don't know. What was that like? 2013, 2014? What the hell was happening in twenty thirteen? Yeah, <laughs> that's a weird year, dude. We had a little like depression of home runs. I don't know if you remember that. That was like that time. Nobody was hitting home runs. Andrew McCutcheon won the MVP, like twenty one home runs. We went back to like nineteen oh five for a second. Andrew McCutcheon won the MVP that year. 13, I think he did. 14 or 13. You. Kershaw yeah, won he, it. He did. He did. You're right. It was 13, yeah. And then Kershaw won it in 14, I think. God, he was tied with Goldschmidt for the most home runs. Goldschmidt should have won it that year. But Oh, yeah. wait. All right. That, all right. So I did say league. That was it, it, NL. Because Miguel Cabrera hit 44 and yeah. Chris Davis has hit 53. Still, though, but it was third. 36 it was third. to Libby NL is what? I, actually, Edwin Encarnacion had more. He had 36 as well. Oh. Same amount. All right, cracking those Shane top Vic- five. Shane Victorino got an MVP vote that year in the that's, AL. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five, uh, Randy Rosarena. Uh, you know, listen, I know you kind of like don't like Randy Rosarena. You think he's kind of overrated. Um, I don't know. Whoa, whoa, get... whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you putting words in my mouth for? I don't think Randy Rosarena is overrated. I thought you thought Randy Rosarena was overrated. I thought he was a little overrated after his postseason where people were going to say, yeah, that's what I kind of last year. But no, I don't think he's overrated now. He kind of got off to a weird start. I don't think he was great early on. He wasn't. And uh, finished the year kind of strong 20, 20 bombs, 69 RBIs, 20 bags stolen. Nice. Uh, you know, 3.3 war. 128 WRC plus uh young guy. Um I mean he looked like Babe Ruth in uh the postseason in 2020. Uh hype came down on him. Still a really solid player for them, an important piece of that team. And uh number five feels like the spot. Yeah, number five does feel like the spot. I got him number five too. Um yeah, I mean incredible postseason, like we said. Uh came out a little slow last year. Got better towards the end of the season. He can – he's very athletic. He's a fast guy. Uh, and I think the Cardinals are definitely regretting let go of him looking back now. But Sure. Number five, Randy Rosarena. Number five, Randy Rosarena. Number four, your boy Joey Gallo. Uh, traded for him at the trade deadline from the Texas Rangers. Very inconsistent guy. I mean, hot or cold. 
Um, I mean, if you catch him on his hot, hot streak, good freaking luck. We added him in fantasy this year. And did he go on a tear for us? I mean, he went crazy right before he got traded to the Yankees. And then kind of, you know, did not really produce that well with the Yankees. Not like what he was doing with Texas. Um, you know, he gets on base a lot, but he strikes out a ton and his batting average is low. But again, gets on base, kind of like a Yasmani Grandal type guy. Gets on base, high slugging. He had a 3.5 uh, 3.5 war. Um, I you know I would expect him to be better with the Yankees this year. I, I would hope so, but a lot of Yankee fans are pretty pissed and yeah. want him out already. I think that's a bit dramatic, but yeah. Um, As do I. Joey Yallo is literally the we say it all the time is the definition of a three true outcome player. I mean, strikeout, home run, or walk. Um, I don't have him. Number th- number four just yet. Uh, I do have Jesse Winker, number four, a guy who Ooh. had a career year for sure this year um, and kind of had a has had an underrated career. Um, coming into this year, uh, you know, his stats weren't so bad. I remember when he first started breaking out this year, I was like, let me take a look at his career. And he's always been a, you know, pretty respectable hitter in the league. So definitely burst on the scene this year, made an all-star appearance, actually got a start in the all-star game. But the defense isn't great. His splits against righties and lefties is insane. I mean, he is Barry Bonds against righties and Jason Nix against lefties. It's it's not even close. But the defense isn't great. Tailed off towards the end of the year a little bit, just a tad. Um, so I think number four is a good spot for him. All right. I have Jesse Winker at number three. Um, I dislike Jesse Winker. I well, actually hate him. Yeah, he made you Met fans cry. Right. Um, listen, really solid player, like you said. He bursted onto the scene, uh, bursted onto the scene really this year at a 949 OPS, but was fantastic in, in 2020 as well. He hit um, what was that, 932 OPS. And you know, like you said, just kind of like overlooked he didn't play that many games you know 2018 2019 but his op his career ops is 888 and his career ops plus is 128 so just a solid player just trouble staying on the field he only played in 110 games this year uh this past season so um full season of jesse wanker you know might be uh might be an issue for some some yeah Jesse Winker, uh, 2021 against right-handed pitching, 1,070 OPS. Jesse wow. Winker, 2021 against left-handed pitching, 572 OPS. Wow. So he just about doubles his OPS when he's playing against right-handed pitching. That is insane. That's unbelievable. Um, let's talk about another left-handed batting left fielder, which you already discussed. I got Joey Gallo. At number three, um, the defense is phenomenal. He can throw runners out. He can cover a lot of ground and left. Um, his bat, we know how powerful it is. The contact is not there uh, for, our, uh, I mean, obviously, like we were talking about before. Um, yeah, he didn't produce well with the Yankees. If he produced the way he did with the Rangers, he could be as high as one on this list. But that's not what happened. Um, I, I think, you know, it's a lot. For someone, he was a big Yankee fan growing up. He's played in Texas his whole career. That's a lot for, you know, I'm sure he was kind of overwhelmed and 
in awe of everything. Couldn't really wrap his head around Aww. what was going on. Uh, so did mommy tuck him in at night oh, in the Yankee up. uniform? So Joey Gutenbots, my boy, my Italian That's, brother. I feel bad for him. Joey Gallo, uh, I think like live in 2022, but number three. I think that's right where he should be. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens this year. I don't think he can get past our boy at number one. Um, number two is Teoscar Hernandez. I love Teoscar Hernandez. I've always – I have a weird thing for Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah? Uh, what kind of thing? Yeah. Like, I really like this guy. Uh, great power numbers here. He had uh, 32 home runs. His 2020 was he had a 919 OPS. A 579 slugging percentage. He was very good in 2020. Had a 524 slugging percentage in 2021. Like I said, 32 home runs, 116 RBIs. He's a problem. A problem. A great offensive bat and, uh, you know, overlooked, you know, in that, you know, Blue Jays uh, lineup, you know, I mean, you got Vlad and you got Bo Bichette. You know, I think he's, what is he, third? What did you say, third best hitter on that team? Springer, uh, maybe. Well, Semyon's gone. No, he's the fourth. Ah, no, you know what? I put him over Third or Bichette. fourth? I put him over Bichette right now. Wow. Like, right this second. I think he had a little bit better of a 2021. Yeah. But do I think he'll have a better... 2022 than Bichette? I don't know about that, but yeah, I'd put Springer over him and I'd put Vlad, obviously. I would put him. He's 29. Not yeah. that old. No, not not at all. There are good so luck. many listen, good there are so many lineup. good players left. Oh, thank you. There are just so many good players left for these last two positions. It's gonna get exciting. I mean, I'm George Springer. I literally forgot about him because I was looking at center fielders today for the next list. Yeah. Like, oh, what am I gonna be looking at? Forgot he existed. Um, and right field is just going to be, I mean, you have like six former MVPs in that category or whatever the hell it is. Um, but yeah, Teoscar Hernandez, right Hernandez is also my number two. Um, we're going to have the same number two and number one, not surprised, but, uh, yeah, really good hitter. Kind of a little bit of a late bloomer. He's 29 now. Uh, but I mean, what are you still young? 30, 35 plus bombs. And or what was it? 30, 36 he hit? 32. 32. 30 plus bombs and, you know, over an 850 OPS. That's that's no bad year, especially for a left fielder. So, number two. And number one, our boy added him in fantasy this year and I think was, besides for Bryce Harper, our best player. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyler O'Neill. Not many people are going to know about Tyler O'Neill, but get to know him. 34 home runs last year, 80 RBIs, batted 286, had a 912 OPS and a 150 OPS plus for the St. Louis Cardinals. I love this guy. I think he's going to be a problem for a long time. He's a young guy, only 40, 26, going to be 27. You, you can finish it up. I know you really like him, but Tyler O'Neill is the boy. No, he's a stud. I mean, bursted onto the scene in a big way for sure. Uh, his 2021 second half was, if you span it over a full year, he probably wins MVP. Like, he was wow. amazing. Um, yeah, he's like one of the fastest guys in the MLB, too. He is phenomenal. Um, I always would get him confused with Harrison Bader. They were both, like, coming up around the same time and 
kind of look similar a little bit. I mean, Tyler O'Neill's jacked out of his friggin' mind. Reminds, but, reminds me of me. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't really seeing that, but uh, sure, I think say what you want to say. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you covered it all. Tyler O'Neill's a stud. Uh, crazy to think that he's number one on this list. If you would have said that to me in the beginning of the this season, yeah, I'll call it crazy. Let's uh, let's give it a quick recap. So, hold on, just wait, hold on one second. His second half, nineteen home runs, forty three RBIs, two ninety six batting average, nine forty two OPS. And in September slash October, batted over 320, had a 1,108 OPS with 13 home runs. Yeah, he was a huge part of their playoff run, of, of their, you know, how they got into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, what, they win 17 in a row or something? Yep. Crazy. All right, so number 10, the the face of baseball, Robbie Grossman. Uh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Mark Hanna. Michael Brantley, Aloy Jimenez, Adam Duvall, Randy Rosarena, Jesse Winker, Joey Gallo, Teoscar Hernandez, and Tyler Rogers. Mine. Excuse my yawning. Been a long day. Adam Duvall at number 10, Austin Hayes, Mark Canna, Robbie Grossman, Michael Brantley, Randy Rosarena, Joey Gallo, Jesse Winker, Teoscar Hernandez, and Tyler O'Neill. Um, just very quickly before we wrap up, the players are going to make a counter offer to the MLB owners um, in the CBA discussions. They're going to counter offer a proposal, whatever it is. That's going to be on Monday in an in-person meeting. They did the last one over Zoom. They're going to meet in person this time. So, you know, they get to see each other's pretty faces. Hopefully, um, Fingers crossed. Come on, fingers guys. <laughs> you can do Shut it. Up. Let's Drive play baseball. Trying to hold out hope. Um, and robot umpires are going to be in AAA this year. Um, that's definitely going to be a debate for us, maybe when we get to February, because I don't like that. So we'll. All right. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If, because I, 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 this will help me understand your thinking. Yeah. If the robot umpires are perfect, do you still not like it? baseball is an imperfect game so i'm on the side of i'll tell you right now you have you have this you're gonna see a massive explosion of, of offense and if that's what you want then you're all for it you're gonna see offense explode you really think they give that much the umpires yeah you think they expand it that much what i mean listen the mlb can set it to I don't think it necessarily has to go by the parameters of the plate. I think they can extend it a little bit if they want to make the strikes on a little more, if the walks are through the roof, if this ever happens. It's going to happen. I'll be here in two or three years. I guarantee it. As long two as three it, years. As long as it works perfectly, um, I'm perfectly okay with it. Because, listen, I understand you're saying baseball is an imperfect game or whatever, but then that means we got to take away replay. You know how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, which I don't – that take I can't get on board with you at all. Because um, they don't do – because it's – they're half pre- – we talked about it. They're half pregnant with it. You can't – you know, you, you can't overrule this because this is – Well, all right, I don't think they're half pregnant. I just think the technology isn't there yet for the robo-ones to be implemented. No, I'm not saying about that. I'm saying – Oh, you're saying this isn't system. reviewable. That's not – Oh, but we made this call on the field and 
Yes, it's clear that he's out, but it's still not. I get it. I mean, know, every sport's like that. 100%. Football does the same BS. I, I Football's a little better, though. Football's they need to clean a little up some better. Stuff, but if they could, you know, make the strike zones perfect, I think that would be my dream. If they make the strike zones perfect, though, again, you're going to see walks. You, you know, guys are going to know the strike zone even better. It's going to be perfect. And guys aren't going to be swinging at bad pitches. You're going to have guys on base. Then that forces the pitchers to throw more strikes. Now these pitchers are getting rocked. I don't know. It's, it's an imperfect game for a reason. We'll see. This is, that's why they do the testing in the minor leagues. If the minor leagues, if the numbers around the league are the same, but, you know. I don't think so. I, 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 I'm confident. Listen, we'll see. Like be. I said, that's why we test things. We can definitely have this debate again um, when it's February. Nobody cares about hockey or basketball. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to do it. It's a nice long episode. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week after what should be a very fun weekend. Yes, it should be. We good? We're good. All right.